Pressure coming, pressure coming, and he's sacked again to the four-yard line. This is Buccaneers Total Access. Another sack by Shaq Barrett. He's got three today. Brought to you by Frontier Communications. Rely on your ultimate teammate, Frontier. Don't go it alone. Visit Frontier.com slash Bucks. And by Hooters. Hooters, the original wing joint since 1983. Caught! Touchdown, Tampa Bay! Oh, Howard! Fire them cannons! What a play! Now your host, Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. Welcome into Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. I am Casey Phillips, joined by Shaq Barrett. Shaq, thanks for being with us. Oh, thanks for having me. Um, I know the game, not the outcome you guys wanted, definitely not anything that you expected. Um, now that you have had a day to, I'm sure, watch some very unfun film uh, on it with your coaches, uh, what do you guys feel like is, do you have some semblance of an explanation of, of what kind of went wrong? Because I know coach had said he felt like you guys had practiced really great going up to the game. Uh, so it's simple, simple stuff that we thought was fixed that wasn't fixed, like communication problems. And then just like like misfits on some plays, and then we just got to be a little bit more competitive and competing on certain plays, like lining up tighter in coverage and getting like staying in your gap. Don't like think somebody else isn't going to do their job and try to do your job in the other person's job. We just got to just be more disciplined out there. That's what it was. We just lack of discipline, which is a big thing. Yeah, yeah, but that, I mean, it's good that it feels like you guys have a handle on on what it was, and it sounds like it's it's fixable stuff. And um, I know for you, you still were able to produce a sack fumble. Um, so congrats on that play. Another awesome stats to add. Uh, t- take us through that play and and what worked for you on that one. Uh, my coach foot been telling me how uh, to rush off the edge on the tight ends for the last few weeks, and I was finally able to uh, like see that it was passed before the snap and just was able to align in a nine technique a wide nine and make him have to come and get me and I just speeded around the edge and saw that uh the back guys on the back end did a good job making Drew hold the ball and I was able to get to him and you have seven forced fumbles now going back to the start of last year when you when you joined the team which is tied for third in the NFL in that time span how have you been so successful in that particular area what is I mean we, we already knew you were good at sacks you had made that very clear last year so tell us tell us about the force fumble side I just uh try to make the biggest play possible I want to help the team win and I also want to I, I want to be that guy I want to be the one that has all the pressure on to perform and I love like I live for those moments and just to be able to affect the game and help just help us out so I'm always thinking about at first I should just think about I just want to get them down make the tackle but now not, I'm aware enough now to always go for the ball try to get the ball out as much as I can is that an area where you feel like you've seen growth in yourself even since last year of being the guy that's asked to do so much is do you see things like that as as levels being added to your game uh uh yeah kind of but it's like always I always put that pressure on myself anyway so no matter what with everybody else think I always think that in my head and I love like just proving myself right and just trying to prove myself right. And then the people who do believe in me prove them right as well. But it's all trying to be the best me for the greater good of the team. And I know you said going into the game that you had a new pass rush move that you had wanted to try out. Did, 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 that, did that make a debut this last week? <laughs> no, I didn't make it. I like was going to try to do it one time, but he didn't give me the set that I needed. So I had to abandon it and go to something else. But uh, that is a really good move that I uh, picked up from one of the guys from the Vikings. And uh, once I get the opportunity to use it, it should work. Like, yeah, I like that move a lot. 
All right. Well, you'll have to make sure you, you keep us updated on when it, when it finally gets busted out. You'll have to, you'll have to let us know when that happens. And I love the idea of collaborating with other pass rushers that uh, you guys, it, it's kind of cool to hear that even though you're on different teams, when you are all pass rushers, it seems like you guys kind of view it as a fraternity that you all belong to. Oh yeah. We most definitely do like the pass rush summit that uh, Vaughn put on. We all get together and talk. But uh, the move that I seen was I just saw it on film and I just started working it in practice from a hunter and yeah it's a good move it's like kind of like a move that I did from wrestling that I always wanted to try but I never did because I didn't know if it would work or not but then I saw him do it and yeah it works have any of your quarterbacks ever been like hey uh don't help guys that might end up using this against me someday (laughs) (laughs) no no I ain't never get to that uh point but I know the uh I know the offensive line uh they got a little summit that they put on uh, together as well so like it's a fraternity in the all season, but in season we all on our teams. We just want to help our team succeed. But all season we all are trying to help each other get better to uh, just bring up the level of football, the level of play, and make it more competitive. Even though it's already pretty competitive. We're talking to Shaq Barrett here, and uh, I know that we also had the forced fumble by Jordan Whitehead in the game, and Levante uh, got to recover that. So take us. Do you remember what kind of happened on that play and what worked for them? Oh, uh, yeah. So, uh, 87, uh, Cook caught the ball, like, across the middle of the field, was trying to fight for some more yards. Jay White had the hand on the ball because it looked like he was going to get ready to try to extend for the touchdown. And Jay White was just right there. And I think I saw somebody else right there on him, too. And then I just ended up not saying anything else. And I saw the ball on the ground. And I saw Vontae clear as they jump on it. So, I was like, oh, yeah, that's us. So, if it was a fumble, I knew we recovered it for sure. But I didn't know if his knee was down or not, though. But, yeah, I saw, I saw that play clear. Yeah, and Levante, that's his 16th uh, recovered fumble since entering the league, which is the most in the NFL in that time span. Um, how impressive are, are aspects of that part of his game, you know, and especially considering his position that, you know, a lot of the other guys that have the top numbers in that don't play an inside linebacker spot like him. So um, how is he so good at that? And, and I mean, among other things of what he just brings that you, from where your position is, what you get to see him do. Vontae, he's uh, the GOAT. Vontae, the GOAT. He always, he, I feel like he got the similar mindset to me. He always punching at the ball. And the fact that he's aware enough to punch it out find it, locate the ball, and still recover it is amazing. I love the way Vontae play. He uh, exactly what we need as a defensive leader. For, like, he, he gave us a speech at halftime. It was exactly what we needed, but uh, we ain't turn it around for him. But he, he, he do all the right things at all the right times, and uh, I'm happy to be on the team with him. Yeah, I was going to ask about halftime and then, you know, maybe even just the sideline after the game, all of that. What were the messages from coaches, from fellow teammates? You know, how, how were guys responding to what was going on yesterday? So initially, we, we just had to stop the bleed in some way. Somehow we wasn't able to get that done. But coaches were saying, players were saying that it was still early in the game. We got time to come back and uh, change it. But we didn't make the plays that we needed to make to change the game. But it was still some uh, – confidence that we could get it turned around but we just never like took advantage of any of the opportunities that we had and just ended up uh, snowballing downhill it was impressive that you were able to get breeze down for that sack that you did because uh he is not a guy that we've had a lot of success in that area against why is he so hard to bring down and and w- what makes him pretty pretty just pretty tough to get to to pressure any of that so they uh have a good offensive scheme that they run and breeze do a good job orchestrating it 
And then they do have some uh, some good tackles out there. Well, for me on like the people I go against, I don't know if the middle guys. Well, I do know about the middle guys, but I don't know how they feel about them. But uh, they had some good tackles. They set like they set like a way that Mickey only like would be able to power around them, and power takes a little bit longer than trying to like claim one with a finesse move. So you got to like have rush and coverage working perfectly together to get a sack on Breeze. And how about Taysom Hill? This is a, another kind of thing getting thrown in that's a little different than what you guys are used to preparing for, that a guy that you know could be running, throwing, catching, any any of the things. How challenging is he to to prepare for? He He's not that challenging. He I, I, Honestly, I like him as a player, but challenging, like we know that certain formations is his run formations, and then when it's not that formation, there's a chance that it could be like an RPO, so like we pretty much know what's coming, but he do a, he do a good job of executing it and uh, making it work. So make it look like we don't know what's coming because we didn't stop it. But it was a uh, yeah, we just had a lot of miscues on simple plays that we usually stop. Yeah, so you guys knew what to expect from him. It was just about the execution instead. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, how about uh, Alvin Kamara? You know, I know that coach has said in some of his post-game press conferences, he felt like you guys did a pretty good job still containing him, that this is a guy that very few teams in the NFL can slow down. And, and there have been a few games now where you guys have been able to hold him to pretty modest numbers, as far, especially compared to what he does against a lot of the other teams. Uh, what makes him so good? And, and what is it that you guys have been doing that, that seems to work out pretty well against him? Uh, we just got some, some uh, good guys up at the front line. Our front seven do a pretty good job. And then the back end, whenever they're covering them, or the inside back is Devin Ovante covering them. They do a good job. We just know what to expect from – like, that offense is not that complicated at all. That's why it sucks the way we lost the way we did last night because, like, we know exactly what we was getting, but we just wasn't able to execute. But we we usually know what to expect coming from Khmer and all other guys that they use. If we're able to – do a good job stopping him, but we just wasn't able this week. But Kamara, we we stopped him, but I still he still had like an explosive play or two, so I still don't like that part about it. And how about the idea of these primetime games? Is it a coincidence that these have been some of the games you guys have struggled, or is there something about it being the added attention of primetime or just a night game and the way you guys prepare for that? Is there Have you been able to figure out anything about why there's been some um, inconsistencies with those games? I would say I don't think it's a coincidence that it's always on these night games. I mean, you could think one time, all right, but two times, then you start to question it. But uh, I don't think we prepare differently or anything. I honestly don't know what it would be, but whatever it is, we're going to find it, find what it is, get to the bottom of it, and uh, just come up with more energy and just stop getting three and outs and allowing seven on the first drive with offense and defense. That's like the key thing. Once we get out of that uh, habit of giving up points on the first drive and throwing out the first drive, I think we'd be in pretty good shape. And I know the offense got stopped in a goal-to-go situation in that game, which was the first time in 22 tries. They had 22 straight goal-to-go situations where they got a touchdown. Going against them in practice, watching them and seeing what they've been doing, why have they been so good? And why, are, for you as a defensive person, what would make it so challenging trying to stop them in the red zone, but then in particular those goal-to-go situations? The goal to go is just because it's like we got a good running team and then we have the weapons that just start off blocking and slip off behind you. And uh, Brady do a good job getting the ball to the open receiver or if he's not open, throwing a receiver open. So it's just it's just hard to cover because you don't know what exactly is coming. 
and whatever it is, we do a good job of executing it usually. And we executed it last night, but we just, just a drop pass on of them. And then one on was a, a pretty good throw to Mike, but it was it would have been a super tough catch, a super tough catch. So they had some good defense on that one. But we uh we just didn't take advantage of the opportunities that we had because, like you said, you might get one opportunity, but if you miss that, we might not get another one. And that's what happened. All right, well, we still have plenty more coming up here with Shaq Barrett on Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. This is Buccaneers Radio. Buccaneers Total Access continues, brought to you by Frontier Communications and by Hooters. Here's Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. We are back here on Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. Casey Phillips here with Shaq Barrett. Uh, Antonio Brown, first game coming in. He's He's been with the team a little bit longer than just that, though, because he was able to be in the building and um, be in meetings and around a little bit before he was actually out there practicing. What have you seen about the way that he's come in and, and gotten ready as quickly as he has to to be able to, to already make a contribution in that game on Sunday? Uh, like Antonio Brown is everything that you see on the field. Like He worked hard every play he's running. Like His routes look good. Like he's like he is everything that you thought he would be, and I'm uh, excited to play with him. Excited to keep developing our team with him, so that he do become a, a main uh, point of the offense along with the other guys. So for you, I mean, when you watch our offense in practice, do you ever think that you're just so glad that this is on your team and that this isn't an offense you have to go against because of how many weapons there are? Yeah, I'm, I don't even know how you would even guard all the guys that we had and uh, stop the run and contain Brady. Like, we just we just have everything that we need to uh, set ourselves up to be in a great position at the end of the year. We just got to keep working and putting it together. But, yeah, I know defensive coordinators had their hands full for sure. How much has that helped you and the defense as a whole when you did miss so much of the offseason? There weren't preseason games to, to get ready for the start of the season to have that offense to go against in practice and in training camp. Could you tell that that made a difference in terms of your preparedness for week one? Uh, I think so. I think uh, it wasn't a big deal because all the teams went through the same thing. But when there's a team that's trying to form and come together with uh, some new pieces on a offense and uh, did we add any new pieces on defense? Not, not many. We, I mean, you got rookies, but you know, we you got some rookies in there, but you didn't do too much in the in terms of the free agency idea. Yeah, so it's just like we just needed that time to still mature because we are a young group of guys on the defensive side and the offense needed some time to just like preseason games would have been perfect or one preseason game would have been perfect just to get the wrinkles out, iron out the wrinkles and uh, get some of the rust off. But it was the same for every team. So that's most definitely not an excuse. So now that you, of course, you know, took the NFL by storm last year and went from where you, you definitely got the respect that everybody knew who Shaq Barrett was after last season. Have you seen any change in how teams are playing you or facing you this year? Uh, yeah, the, uh, no matter who I go against, they all set me the same way as the guy before set me. And it's like a is is just so that I won't be at a finesse move, and so I have to power move. And a finesse move usually is my go-to, is my thing. But uh, they forced me to develop my power, my power moves, and I am actually a way better power rusher now than I was before. And I had more than just my bull rush. I got the, like another little long arm power move that helps keep separation, so I can be able to get off the quarterback and make the play. But yeah, everybody's been watching film and setting me differently. Uh, well, they all setting me the same, but differently than before. 
And they're, they're unwittingly making you better. It sounds like, so that's, that's kind of, uh, it's working out well for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's most definitely making me better. It's making me better for sure. And you got to return to Denver, which uh, I'm sure was um, fun. And, and I, I know that athletes always love kind of having that reason to have that chip on the shoulder a little bit. And JPP also go back, got to go back to New York. So the two of you guys getting a chance to go back to the, the former teams, is, was that something that you both talked about and, and were able to enjoy? Oh, yeah, most definitely. We both relished those weeks. Uh, like no matter what happened, we said we had to get the one. We had to get the one for JP. We had to get the one for me. And uh, we ended up both having uh, a sack in our games against the our uh, old team. So it was good. It was real good for us. And uh, we've got to uh, do it every week, bring that intensity every week. Because like no matter what I said, I thought I was going to be able to treat it like the same game, a normal game. But it was different. Like once I pulled up <laughs> to the uh, stadium, it was different. It was a different atmosphere different feelings, emotions. So just got to do that to every game. And yeah, we'll be in good position. I'm glad you're willing to admit that because I always think it's funny when I hear players say like, oh, it's just another game. I don't really think about it. I'm, I'm always finding myself thinking, I don't know that I believe that. So I'm glad <laughs> to hear you say that even if you were trying to have that mindset, it didn't really work that way. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. I, I was treating it like a normal game until <laughs> we, we pulled up in them buses and I just felt like, like something come over me and yeah so I was way more more intense early usually I get intense like maybe after the first drive or during the first drive but I was intense from the start to finish what do you feel like coaches uh, we're talking to Shaq Barrett what, what do you feel like coaches have been working on with you this year and looking at what you were able to do last year what have been the big things that they've been saying they still want to see improvement from you on or that you personally want to still be improving on uh, foot always talking to me about my power because he know how they set me and know where to be most effective uh, pass rush against it. So I've been working on that. And then uh, I don't like last year, I made like more TFLs, not like quarterback sex, just TFLs because I was a little bit more shifty, doing a little bit more shifty stuff. And now I've just been just getting on a block and just playing my role. So I got to get back to uh, making more plays and more of a playmaker in the run game. And how about the idea of the second year in Todd Bowles' scheme? How much has that helped the the defense overall getting to have that continuity, especially in a year like this where you missed so much? You know, what could what could you tell that that did for you guys as a unit? Uh, it is really good to have that second year be way more comfortable to cause are becoming second nature now, so you really don't have to think about them. But uh, with Coach Bowles, there's always new calls going, and he stays scheming up, so he's always keeping us on our toes. But I love uh, just the second band and the defense for the second year. You could say that we are a better defense right now, even though we played horrible last night. But uh, we're going to bounce back from that and get back to our normal brand of Buccaneers football and become dominant again on the defense and offense end. I love hearing everybody always talking about how he's always scheming. He's always got new things. And, you know, I mean, I, I, I know the opposing offenses feel that way that you guys are always throwing crazy stuff at them. What do you like about his scheme and his um, just overall way he coaches what he brings to the table it, for you as an individual player? What gets you excited about that? I just love the way that how he trusts everyone. He trusts everyone. So he scheme up stuff different weeks for different guys and he knows like who he has to get the job done. And no matter who it is out there at that position, they're going to be in that position to make the play. And more than times than not, we will make the play. So I just like how it was pretty, it's, it's pretty equal around the board for everybody to uh, get a chance to be schemed up for. And I think that the the team has the second most sacks 
um, of any team so far this season. And I know that's definitely you and JPP, but then there's also, uh, you know, the interior guys and, and the blitzes have been a blast for us to watch as fans of mm-hmm. never knowing where guys are coming from. And when he has such creative stuff like that, when you got DBs and, and inside linebackers blitzing as well, how much, what does that do for you guys? And how does that affect what you're able to do and what you see the, the opposing offenses doing to try to, you know, counter all of that? So like the best thing that could come out of the blitzes for like the D line outside baggage is that uh like the slide might go to the wrong side and we could end up being free on some uh some uh, occasions or we could get a one on one with a running back a tight end. So that's like what the blitzes is. Like we just trying to get a favorable matchup somewhere and we do uh take advantage of the matchups with even the inside bag is the the blitz and safeties corners like they've been taking advantage of that matchups getting pressures and sacks and hits on the quarterback and that's what uh like that's coach Bowles came it up for and we gotta win our matchups and we've been doing that what are the biggest ways you would say the defense has improved from last year the 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 tangible things that you would say wow yeah compared to last year we weren't doing x y or z as much so uh before this last game we was more competitive we've been competing on every play we uh been in the right position all the time, but it just – I think that's all it gets up. But after this last game, like, we took a step back or a few steps back. But uh, before that, that's what I thought. Just uh, We've been competing. We've been in the right spot, and we've been aggressive. I feel like we was a little bit more conservative and lax this game when on plays that we usually make. And how about JPP, getting to have him the whole start of this season? Because, you know, you your first year last year, he – was out for for quite a bit at the beginning of the of the year. So now to have him all the way from week one to now, um, what has that meant to to the defense, to you, and and just what have you seen from a guy that there have been so many different times in years that people have counted him out and thought he was done, and now here he just continues game after game that there's always at least one big impact play he seems to make at least. Yeah, JPP is a great guy. He got great energy. Uh, he like good guy to be around. Funny. I, uh, I'm happy that he's been here the whole time to uh, help me out, help the defense out. Just he just been he just been amazing. He uh, take away some of the pressure on me uh, from slides. So he might get a center slide to him or a guard tackle, double team or something like that to his side, frame me up for one on one. So it's just like a more of a pick your poison on when JPB is back and he's a. Uh, he just his energy and his motor, like he's a great play. He going a hundred percent full tilt every time, every play out there. How about Anthony Nelson? He's a guy that um, also was dealing with some injuries last year and um, has definitely had a bit of a bigger role this season. You know, last year coming in as a rookie, and wh- where have you seen his growth and improvement and what he brings to this defense now that it's his second year? So yeah, I would say the second year he's a lot more comfortable out there. He uh getting like he getting so close so often. So I know he's about to cash in really soon. He's uh got the strength, the power, like and, and it was a, a good he was a good draft pick, a good pickup. He's a good guy to be around, a good teammate. So I'm I'm excited for and I uh I just I just want him to get this sack because I know it's coming, it's right around the corner. He got so many QB hits and pressures, like he uh he he's doing really good. He's taking a leap, he's smart on the field, he always knows what he's doing and I'm just uh, excited for him. Do you try to help him plan the sack celebration? Is that a thing that you guys all talk about? I feel like that everybody has their <laughs> thing that they do when they when they get a sack. Oh, I have not helped him plan. We got handshake though, so if we on the field at the same time, we might bring it out. But uh, 
I don't know if that's going to be his celebration or if he's going to do something besides that, but I'm pretty sure he, he got something cooked up. I love all the handshakes on the defensive side of things that I've seen so many of them that this is hilarious. Do you, where did all of this start? Do you know who, who started the handshake movement essentially here? Might, might be uh, Devin. I think Devin got a handshake with everybody on the defense <laughs> and probably some people on the offense too. De- I think Devin might have started it. Yeah, that, that sounds about right. I like that. All right, well, we still have more coming up here on Buccaneers Total Access with Shaq Barrett, brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. This is Buccaneers Radio. You're listening to Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier Communications and by Hooters. Here's Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. We are back here on Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. Casey Phillips here with Shaq Barrett. Um, right before the break, we were talking about Devin White and how he has a handshake with essentially everybody on the defense. Um, I've noticed he also seems to have taken control of doing a lot of the pregame uh, hype speeches out on the field that uh, this is another guy that we mentioned JPP's energy that Devin seems to have boundless amounts of energy. Uh, what, hmm. what has that meant to you guys as a defense and what has it been like to watch him essentially embrace that captain role that he got this year? And now that he is a, a second year player, the, the type of leader that he can be a little bit more now that he's not a rookie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so even since day one, Devin, he came in here, he had the leadership quali- qualities from day one He's always been a uh, vocal lead. He always had the energy bringing us together. Always uh, like like a similar to Vontae, saying what needs to be said at the right time. And it's just this year, same thing. And his play is, he's been healthy this year, the whole year. So his play is off the charts. He's making all the plays. He's in the right position. So he's actually leading by example, and he's actually actually leading vocally. And that's, uh, that's amazing for a guy to be able to do. And like, He's doing a great job at it. I, uh, I'm ha- like I'm happy to be on the team with these linebackers that we have. They do a great job with Lee and vocally and by example. Yeah, I mean Devin and Levante have been getting some praise as maybe the top inside linebacker duo in the league. I'm sure that you have a very unbiased take on that. <laughs> yes, I do. They are they they are <laughs> the, the the top linebacker duo. Like yeah, give me them two. I don't I don't care about the rest of the guys. I'll take them two and we good. And what does it do for the rest of you guys on the defense when you do have two guys like them that are so fast and can go sideline to sideline, can blitz, can't, I mean, they're just, they're so versatile in what they do. What does that mean for the rest of you guys? And what does that seem to help either Todd Bowles do or or the rest of you free up to do in your own areas? It's it's just, it's like all around good for us because they do, like you said, they do go sideline to sideline. They do chase down plays, TFLs in the backfield. So it's a, just just helps everybody to stay like stay in the defense. Don't try to freelance and do your own thing because we got these four, three, four, four guys chasing plays down and they're going to uh, make the plays that we force them to make. Like we might get out of position to try to make. So it just helps us uh, be more of a unit and focus on our assignment because them guys in the back just roaming, hitting, making all the plays from sideline to sideline. And I know that the run defense being number one from last year was definitely something you guys took pride in and wanted to be able to repeat this year in, in an area you wanted to still, um, you know, stay at the top in. And, and you guys were able to bring back um, almost all of the existing front seven, but then uh, Vita, a big part of it, goes down with an injury. Um, how sad was that for you guys as a defense? And just explain what he had been contributing and, and why that was such a big loss. Oh, almost definitely was a big loss. Vita controlled that. Middle play in play out. 
double team, single. If it's a single, he gonna make the play or force it to somebody else for a TFL. And we uh we most definitely missing him out there. But we got other guys coming and stepping up. Nacho's been doing a pretty good job out there, holding it down, making some plays as well. But yeah, like Vita, he was a he was a big yeah big guy closing up the middle, making all the plays or forcing the plays to be made by somebody else for TFL. So uh, yeah, he was he's a big part of all of our success, even though he's still in here, even though he's not here right now. Yeah, and I, you you mentioned Nacho, uh, Raheem Nunez Rochas, and then Steve McClendon, another guy they brought no, in Steve to too, yeah. yeah essentially fill those those spots. Um, what have, have the two of them been able to do, and and what have you seen from their contribution, and as as you've been able to play alongside them? I see, I see uh, some of the same uh, with them. They they both in there like sitting right here, sitting right here, holding up guy, then the running back go to the other side, they throw him around, come off, make a tackle, like. They like they picking up where uh, Vita left off for sure, and they doing a pretty good job at it as well. And uh, let's see, I don't know how often they be in there for pass rush, but uh, yeah, Vita he got to push push the pocket and pass rush. I know Nacho pushed the pocket, Steve pushed the pocket, so they they are doing a pretty good job of uh filling in for Vita. I mean, I'm happy to have them guys on the team and the next man role, the next man up role, they're doing a good job at it and they uh, succeed and excel. Yeah. And how about uh, Sue? I mean, this is a guy that we, we know what he's done forever and ever in this league. And what do you see as the level that he's still being able to perform at? Yeah, yeah, like Sue is not as old as his, uh, his age says he is. He, uh, he's still like contributing at a high level. He getting a lot of pressure He's uh doing the same thing, shutting the run game down to his side. Like that's that's why like them guys up front is ninety percent of the reason why we uh successful in a run the way we are. And how do you feel like you guys have done run defense wise as compared to last year? Do you feel like you've been able to maintain that same success even with Vita being out a little bit, or, or where do you think that you rank compared to last year as a unit on run D? I think we've pretty much in the same spot. We still have a run here and there that squeaks out on us, but uh that's bound to happen every once in a while, but we still got to just keep doing what we're doing and we should still be at the top of the league this year. Like, uh, I really don't see too much change from last year to this year on the runs. We're talking to outside linebacker Shaq Barrett. Um, how about the the DBs? Let's start especially with the corners. Um, how have you seen some of their growth? And particularly, let's, let's start maybe with Carlton Davis and how much um, he's been able to, to take on that essentially – lockdown corner role facing number one guys over and over and over again and be sort of the elder statesman of what is such a young room um the growth that you've seen from carlton and then some of the other corners as well so carlton he's a he 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 out guy for sure he's so physical aggressive he come down hit make the tackles competing on every ball like carlton i, I love the way uh carlton's been playing he's been playing that way last year too but now he's actually uh He's making more plays now. He's more comfortable out there, and you can see it in his play and his numbers and his production. Carlton, yeah, he he most definitely out, man. Like you said, shut down corner one on one with the best wide receiver on each team, and he's doing a really really good job. And how about Sean Murphy, Bunting, and Jamel Dean, both of them being rookies last year, and the growth there, and then maybe also Mike Edwards. That all three of them coming in that same rookie class, um, the ways that the three of them have have grown in these last uh, few games and, and all the way back to last season, especially Jamel when it seemed like there was this light bulb that, that went off hmm. the shift in his play uh, towards the end of last season. 
Yeah, they like all like you said, all three. I'm like the second year in the defense really helped them a lot. You could tell that they're more comfortable out there. They're in the right position. They're competing on the balls too. They making the plays as well. They run fits. They right exactly where they need to be at for the run fits. And uh, Mike get on the field, make a play every time. So uh, they like the second year in the defense is like it helps out a lot. Uh, just the second year in general helps out a lot. You do just become a lot more familiar with everything, familiar, more familiar with your teammates, the scheme, and it just helps you to be able to play fast, read and react, look at your keys, and uh, the game starts to slow down. So you, you can see it with the, uh, the way they playing this year. Yeah, and the interceptions uh, have been incredible. Do you ever point out the ones, like, I know there were a couple of them, and I think the Giants game that you essentially helped cause by, by getting some pressure on Daniel Jones. Do you ever tell them that, the, that you, you earned half of that interception there? <laughs> no, they come, they come talk to me like, oh, Shaq, you got them. Oh, I appreciate it, man. They, they come, uh, we, like, we know we work hand-to-hand, pass in a rush. Sometimes I'm not going to get there, you get the ball off. Sometimes I am going to get it because they make them hold the ball. So we all uh, talk about it. Like, yeah, I got it and help for that and they'd be happy. And I'm happy too because it's beneficial for the team. So we all, yeah, we talk about it and usually take care of each other too. I know I uh, I gave Mike a $1,000 when I jumped off sides and messed up his pit. <laughs> that is, you're a good teammate. If I mean, me personally, I'm like, hey, keep, you know, I'm okay with you jumping off sides if I get paid for it. But I feel like that's probably not how everybody <laughs> else uh, shares a sentiment there. But perhaps to you, I, I feel like that was a that was a good teammate move right there. Um, yeah. And how about Antoine Winfield Jr., a guy that as a rookie in the weird offseason and getting so few reps compared to normal years and then came in just, I mean, putting stats up in every category essentially that he could um what did what did you see from him in training camp even and how quickly did you realize like this guy was going to be the real deal oh it wasn't uh too long because he came in acting like he'd been there before he was talking communicating his play shows like he he's he been a playmaker on the defense since week one i, I love uh winfield he's doing a real good job for us like he what pretty much saved the Giants game for us. He's sacking a quarterback, catching picks, breaking plays up, coming down in a run game. Like, Winfield, he, he, he's a player and uh, was definitely a steal in the second round. And another rookie that I know you've, you've spoken highly of, Tristan Wirfs, um, I know that he mentioned you were definitely part of his welcome to the NFL moment that maybe the first time he went up against you in training camp that – uh, you you went you went by him a little quickly, and he uh, he realized that he was at a, another level of play here. Is uh is that do you remember kind of those first times going against him, and and uh, were, what was what was your mindset there of trying to help the rookie out? So that was my mind. So I'm like, man, we got some players that we going against this year, like some edge rushers. So I was trying to give them everything, like under the sun. Like I wanted them to be ready and as prepared as possible. And, he most definitely got there. Like I was saying, like the last two weeks, I don't think I of camp. I don't think I got a sack on him at all. Like he, he most definitely like turned everything. Like he was never bad at all, but he fixed the little things that he had to fix and made it real hard for me to uh, get past him to get to the court of that. Wow. So he he learned quickly. Um, what did, what did you learn about him going against him that, and why? Um, he is the, I think I've heard you call him the real deal. What, what about him made you realize that pretty quickly? He got great feet. His size makes him almost impossible to ball. And then like the way he sets you, you might think you got the edge, but he 
long arms to push you by, then his feet coming with him. So he like, it's like pretty, it's hard to be trusted. It's hard to be trusted. <laughs> you really got to do your homework and then do some, uh, some extra credit. <laughs> like it's hard. You got work to be, you know. Another example of being happy that he's on our team and not the other one. Do you, all right, real, real quick. Do you think you can jump out of a pool? Is is that a thing you you think you could do after we saw the video of him doing it? I know it never crossed my mind. I'm uh, no, I probably can't. Though. <laughs> I probably can't jump out of the pool. If you're gonna try, definitely not during the season. That's that's a thing that we don't we don't need to try right now but for sure. But I, I appreciate the honesty that you're not sure that this is a thing that you'd yeah. be able to do. All right, we got yeah, one more segment uh, here on Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. We'll be back in a minute. This is Buccaneers Radio. Now more on Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier Communications and by Hooters. Now your host, Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. Time for our final segment here on Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. Uh, we are talking outside linebacker Shaq Barrett, and right before the break we were talking about Tristan Wirfs. How about the rest of our offensive line? What are some of the things that um, you've seen them do really well and, and that you've been maybe even – that you've tried to help them with, whether it was in camp or in practice, and, and just what you've learned from going against them and watching them? So they, they all work really, 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 really good as a unit. Their talk, communication, passing off, uh, passing off games to each other is, is really good. We just uh, last game, like we gave us some sacks, but they was they gave them a lot of time to get the ball off. That's when that rushing coverage was working good for the Saints. Like they they doing a good job. It's like nothing I could say that I, I helped Tristan out, but I haven't really went against Donnie that much in the off season because I was working on. Uh, I mean, in a training camp because I was working with Tristan. So uh, Donnie, he's been solid. He's been doing a real good job on that end as well. Like they, they, they look night and day different from last year to this year. Offensive line coach Goody, I'm pretty sure he's a, a, a big part of that success right now. And then just them guys with that mentality uh, that they have right now and the way they plan, they just well in a run game. They've been great in a run game as well. We had hundred yard rush it pretty much. For a lot of weeks straight, except this last week. So uh, I'm, I'm just ha- I'm happy for uh, the offense, uh, offensive line, their success they have, and, and their uh, turnaround from last year. And how about bringing in Tom Brady? What did you see from the beginnings of him joining practice and meeting rooms and being around the facility? We know what he has done on the field for the last 20 years. Um, <laughs> what did you learn about what he's like to have as a teammate? and the effect that he can have as either a leader or almost a coach on the field, just the way he goes about his business, all that sort of intangible stuff outside of the X's and O's. He's a really good team. He uh, talked to everyone, uh, making everybody feel comfortable. And, you know, you think that, like, oh, it's Tom Brady. Like, he's a great guy around the locker room. He talks to everybody, include everybody and everything. And uh, on the field, he's a Great leader. He's been making a play since day one, putting a ball on the money in practice. Like, it's is a pretty sight to look at, it's a sight to see for sure. I mean, like you say, been doing it for 20 years. There's a reason he's been doing it for 20 years. He's a – like, if you want a quarterback on your team, you, you should want Tom Brady. Like, he should be your guy. He can read all the defenses. He Like, he knows how to manage a game. He knows how to win a game. Like, he knows how to do everything. Um, have you personally learned anything from – uh, watching how he goes about his business or even just, you know, playing against him? Do you feel like there's things that you can see that he's elevated the defense by having to go against him so often in training camp and practice? 
I think that's uh, a reason that our uh, DBs playing so well this year, as well as their just growth and being uh, second year players and the people who are not second year players just getting more comfortable in the system. I think yeah, going against Tom every day was a uh, pretty good for him. I know going against uh, like going against Tristan every day was good for me. So just like going against somebody who was making you work for everything, and even when you are right there putting the ball in the spot where you can get it and allow his uh, offense to make the play. So it just uh just help our uh, nature to compete and our aggressiveness to just stay like where we need to be at in coverages and actually make the play because there's plenty of times in practice we've been right there but didn't make the play. And now in the games, we are actually able to make the play now because we saw it in practice for so long. We're talking outside linebacker Shaq Barrett. And uh, how about our running backs? What have you seen from Rojo and Leonard Fournette? And um, when you when you brought in Leonard Fournette, what did you really know about him? And just the way that the two of them have been able to play off of each other and, and be used now, um, both having pretty big roles in this offense. I think uh, they both run really hard. They both got the breakaway speed. They both do a good job uh, picking up the blitzes and uh, catching out the backfield. So it's just a uh, like kick your poison with them too. Like, like, I, like they they both like I think they both that good to me. Like, you can't go wrong with Rojo. You can't go uh, wrong with Leonard. Like, like, that's a great pickup. I, I I still I like Shady a lot too. So you can't go wrong with Shady. You can't go wrong with Keyshawn. Like. We, we we got a great, great backfield, and we just got to uh, just keep uh, giving them guys opportunities so they can keep showing us what they got. You guys are about to face the Panthers for the second time. Um, I know it's Monday, so you haven't done the full scouting for this week in, in preparation for the game plan for this particular game. But looking back to the first time you played them and then maybe just what you've kind of seen around the league of, of where they might have improved since then, what what did you learn from that first matchup, and, and how could they maybe have even stepped their game up a little bit since then? Uh, they pretty much has been hitting on all cylinders lately. I mean, that defense has been giving up some points, but it's the NFL. I mean, there's a lot of good, good offenses out there or great offenses out there. But they uh just been losing games on last second drives, missed kicks and stuff like that. So they've been in position to win the last few games. So we got to really come in getting ready for a dogfight because they're – Division teams always a hard matchup, first of all. And then just like, I'm pretty sure even though they lost, they're still coming, coming in confident because uh the way they played last week and us, the way we played, we're going to be coming in ready to prove something. So it should be a great matchup for us. Yeah, and what did you learn about Terry, uh, Teddy Bridgewater and, and the way that he has uh, grown and evolved and how he's leading that offense and, and maybe just for you personally, what he's like to, to try to bring down or, or to get to? Oh, Teddy, he's a good quarterback. You could tell he was in that Saints offense for a little while when Drew went down. He'd get the ball out pretty quick, but there will be times where he does hold the ball, give us a chance to get back there, but he's still a mobile quarterback, so that's still not even straightforward and an easy uh, task to bring him down. So we, uh, we just got to keep doing what we're doing, Russian coverage working together, and we uh going to get after them. And uh, Christian McCaffrey, as of right now, we don't know his full availability or not. He had finally come back this last week, but then had a bit of a shoulder injury in the game, so we don't know whether or not he'll be playing. But if he is uh, playing against you guys this next week, how challenging is he, and 
um, it maybe even in comparison to Alvin Kamara, the ways that uh, he's either harder or easier or, the, or different, just facing those, those couple guys back-to-back is no small task. Yeah, they both are two of the top running backs out there. They both are a focal point of their team's game plan, get on the body, know they can make something happen with it. So we just got to be ready to – like Christian, he do everything. He outside runner, inside runner, catch the deep balls, catch the out routes, in routes, angle routes. So we just got to uh, be ready for everything against him. But we got to uh, just trust everybody that they're going to be the place they need to be so we could be able to uh, execute our defense. And one person shouldn't be able to beat us, so we should be in a pretty good uh, spot. And as we're closing up here, I, I realize I got to congratulate you. You you have another kid on the way. Oh yeah, I have a baby girl coming. That is so exciting, and this this will be four. Yeah, yeah, two Which, boys and then two girls. Goodness, you and your energy level, man. We see it in the pass rush, and apparently it also extends uh, to <laughs> to the household. Is that fair? Yeah, yeah. These kids, they don't let you be tired in this house. <laughs> yeah, you're like, excuse me, I just uh, played an entire game last night. They don't seem, they don't seem to care about that. Mm-mm. Yeah. They, like, hey, Daddy, did y'all want, y'all lost? Uh, all right, can we go in the pool now? <laughs> and is that kind of helpful when it comes to moving on from a game like Sunday night? Oh yeah, most definitely. The family uh, time coming talking with the family, just hanging out with the wife and kids makes it easier. But when you go back to work the next day, you get the same feelings all over again from the game before. And uh, But it's a lot easier moving on than when you could come home to these happy faces. And, I mean, you've been having – you had to do some at-home schooling this offseason with three kids. How, how did that go for you guys? Oh, they're doing it right now, homeschooling. So they're doing good. Uh, we have a really good homeschool teacher. They are learning a lot. School days a little shorter, which they love. And uh, it's going good. It's the safest possible thing for them and for us, especially since my wife's pregnant right now. So I, uh, I love I love paying the teacher actually what they deserve. Yeah, that you, and you don't have to be the teacher, which I'm sure is the best part. <laughs> yeah, I do not know how to – I thought I'd be thinking I'm teaching them a simple way, but they don't be getting it. So I don't know how to relate a message any other way. <laughs> Good thing. That's, yeah, that's why I'm not a teacher. <laughs> may, yeah, maybe now you can uh, have a little more empathy for your coaches too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, Shaq, thanks so much for spending this time with us. This has been great, and good luck this next week against Carolina. Thank you for having me and uh, appreciate it. Looking forward to this week. All right. Well, uh, this has been Buccaneers Total Access brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. We'll see you next week. This is Buccaneers Radio. Buccaneers Total Access has been brought to you by Frontier Communications. Rely on your ultimate teammate, Frontier. Don't go it alone. Visit Frontier.com slash Bucks and by Hooters. Hooters, the original wing joint since 1983. This is Tampa Bay Sports Radio. 95.3 WDAE and AM620 St. Petersburg. Home of the best Bucks coverage.